Okay, well, this morning, or this evening rather, we are going to be talking about how we is greater than me. Now, immediately that doesn't make any sense, does it? We is greater than me. We're going to be focusing in a couple of different places in Scripture, but I want to tell you kind of how I got here. I enjoy superhero movies. I love that stuff. When they come to save the day, it's always good. And in 2012, there was a movie that came out. It was called The Avengers. Did anybody see that movie? It was widely seen, very popular. And it showed a group of superheroes that came together to defeat evil. I can get behind that. One problem was that these superheroes were all caught up in their own agendas, what they were worried about. And the, uh, the evil villain, he knew that. The bad guy was smart enough to anticipate that. And because of that, he sought to put them against each other. And he almost won. Because they failed to realize that it took each one of them using their own specific gifts to defeat the enemy. They had to rally around a constant uh, common thing. And here's sort of what that looked like. You're going to lose. It's in your nature. Your heroes are scattered. Your floating fortress falls from the sky. Where is my disadvantage? You lack conviction. See, if you resist evil, the devil, he will flee from you. Which is exactly what happened. Boss, the guy rabbited. Just stay awake. Eyes on me. Oh, I'm clocking out here. Not an option. It's okay, boss. This was never gonna work. If they didn't have something to. It's like that in our lives. We all do our own thing. Agent Colson is down. Until we find the something in our lives They're here. that pulls us together as a group. They called it. These were in Phil Colson's jacket. Guess he never did get you to sign them. We're dead in the air up here. Our communications, location of the cube, banner, door. I got nothing for you. Lost my one good eye. 
Maybe I had that coming. Yes. We were going to build an arsenal with the Tesseract. I never put all my chips on that number, though, because I was playing something even riskier. It's risky. There was an idea. Stark knows this. Called the Avengers Initiative. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. These remarkable people. See if they could become something more. See if they could work together when we needed them to. To fight the battles that we never could. For a specific purpose. Phil Coulson died still believing in that idea. In heroes. Well, it's an old-fashioned notion. First Thessalonians 4, 6 says that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter because the Lord is an avenger of all such as we have forewarned and testified. You see, the reason I showed you that is to show you how those people were doing their own thing and they were losing the battle. And not only were they losing the battle, they were losing the war. They had to get something to bring them together. And for them, it was the death of Phil Coulson. For us, it's the word of God on a Sunday evening. May we leave here tonight ready for battle and determined to win. This culture that we have today is focused completely on me, my, I, mine. This is how we're wired today. It's what is on my Facebook page, what's on my Instagram. What we need to do is turn that kind of thinking on its head. We need to flip it over and turn it on its head. Instead of seeing me, we need to say we. Flip it right upside down and say we are greater than me. We as a team, when we come together, are so much more powerful for the kingdom of God and we can defeat the enemy as a team. But if you go and try to do the things that you want to do on your own, you're going to fail. That's what they learned, and that's what we'll see. So let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to look right at verse 1 tonight. 1 Corinthians 12.1. And then I'll pray right before we get started here. First Corinthians 12, verse 1. Let's pray. 
God, this is your message. This is what your people need to hear today. So, Lord, let your word come alive. Let it spark something in them. Let them see something tonight that they never saw before. Let it be personal tonight. And let us take it out of here. Let us uh, apply it to our lives. God, we're just clay in your hands. Mold us and make us the way you'd have us. In Jesus' name, amen. Chapter 12, verse 1 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to not know about these things. This is important. He says, You know that you are Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols. However, you were led. Isn't that interesting? We were not always followers of God. We weren't born following God immediately. Now, some of us have been in church all our lives, and that's all we've ever known. But for others, this is relatively new, and we're still feeling out how to be a Christian. We were not always followers of God. And it says we were led astray. And it says that there were these dumb idols. There was an idol that took away your attention, your focus, off of God and onto something else. Anything that does that is an idol. Anything that, that consumes your mind and has you focused on it instead of the things, the kingdom of God, can be an idol in your life. We tend to think of idols as, as other things, but idols can be good things as well. If you are more concerned about your family than you are about the kingdom of God, that can be an idol in your life. Something has always taken precedence. And because of that, we need to know what to do with it. And that's the next verse. Therefore... I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and that no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are, and what does your Bible say? Diversities of gifts. There are differences in how you're gifted, but the same Spirit. We, we have the same Spirit of God, but how he's going to utilize us is different based upon the person. Multiple gifts, one giver. Look, the Avengers movie, that was great. I enjoyed it. I probably wouldn't have liked it as much if there were five hulks. You know, battling somebody. What good is he? Smash it. Okay, it took different skills to be able to defeat that enemy. And God knows that it takes different skills to defeat the very real enemy that we face. Verse 5, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, 
but it is the same God who works all in all. But how we apply those gifts is different. The application of those gifts is going to be different. There's different gifts, but all the ways that we use our gifts should be directed by God. It is just like a football team or a soccer team or any kind of sports team. You need diversities of talents. If you make everyone a lineman, you're never going to throw that long pass because they can't run that far. If you make everybody a goalie, everybody is protecting the net and no one is shooting the puck. You need to have diversity. And you know what? This is a carryover into our lives, too. We should have diversities of friends. Now, I'm not talking about social diversity that you might see on, on TV. I'm talking about having friends that have various skills and abilities. Sort of a board of directors, if you will, that can help with different things in your life. How we apply those gifts is different, and the application should be directed by God. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. The reason that you have the gift that you have... I need you to lean in for this because some of you need to hear this. The reason that you have the gift that you have is not for you. It's not for you. The gift you have, it, you know, some things come so easy to us. It's a gift. We can do it. But it's not for us. That gift that we're given, what did that verse say? It is for the profit of all. The gift that you're given should be utilized for others. Why do you do that? Because I love to do it. Are you doing it for other people? No, just for me. Well, that's not a good use of your gift. It'd be like if your gift was sharing cookies and you didn't share them. You just kept them all yourself. Jack has that gift. The gift is not for you. It's to benefit the body of Christ. It's to benefit the mission of Christ. It's to benefit the kingdom of Christ. That's why we have these skills. That's why they were given to us. Look at verse 8 real quick. For no one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. 
So which one of those do you have? Do you have more than one? Yeah. Some people do. You can. When I have premarital sessions with the, uh, the couples that I'm going to marry, we take a test. We take a uh, spiritual gifts test to find out how we're wired. Now, why is that important? It's important to understand how they complement or not complement each other. If one is the gift of mercy that uh, will, will come alongside people and empathize with them and feel their pain and, and just want to minister to somebody that's hurting and the other one's more of a prophet and I don't care, I'm going to tell it like it is because they need to hear that. Sometimes that can be rough. But knowing that going into the relationship, that helps. Because you can step back and go, oh, that's right, I forgot. I forgot. John is a mercy and boots, not so much. <laughs> Verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that body, being one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks or slaves or free. And we've all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. You all are the Sunday night crew. You get it. You understand what I'm talking about. Not everybody understands this. The new believers that were in Corinth, they didn't get it. So it had to be spelled out to them. And that's how we have this epistle. It helps them to understand how we're supposed to work together. You're not on this journey alone. It, it is not one that you want to take alone. Look at verse 15 with you. Verse 15. If the foot shall say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. Is that true? If the foot says, hey, I'm no longer a foot. I'm not part of the body. Is that true? No, that's just what it thinks. It is part of the body. It's a necessary part of the body. If you don't believe me, you wait till you have a problem with your foot and try to walk. You'll remember it. I know when I have problems with my back, I can't believe how many things are connected to my back. If I move my hands, my back hurts. You're part of the same body. You can't be separated. Out, even if you want to be, you cannot be separated. Verse 16, if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not part of the body, is it therefore not part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, what would be the hearing? 
Or if the whole were hearing, what would be the smelling? You notice what's going on here. It's the individual parts questioning membership. Ooh, ouch. That's us. Individual people questioning, am I really part of the body of Christ? I don't need to go to church, by the way. I could stay home and worship God all on my own. Sure, you could do that. But you would be ineffective for the kingdom of God. Because there's a reason God called you to be a Christian. There's a reason God gave you the gift that you have. And if you stay home and don't come where other Christians are, you won't be used. And what's it like to have uh, a body part you, you can't use? It's, it's frustrating. It hurts. It, 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 it's painful sometimes. But God has a purpose and a plan. So what's that tell us? The hand didn't tell the foot, you're not part of us. We as Christians shouldn't turn to other people and say, you're, you're not needed. You're not needed for the kingdom. Or the one piece is looking at the other like, man, if, you know what? If I was just an eye, oh, I would be the best seeing eye in the world. I could see everything. If I was just an I, there's more to life than eyes. You see this when you have people that have some kind of disability. If, if they can't hear, they say, well, I wish I could just hear the voice. If they can't see, but I wish, you know, I, I'm not so big on the hearing, but I wish I could see. We always look at that which we don't have and long for it. And what, what Scripture is saying to the people of Corinth is, you are where you are, and you are what you are for a purpose. God wants to use you for something great. But if you don't come and participate, He cannot use you for the kingdom. It was the foot itself that had the doubt. It didn't feel as if it was part of the body. And we sometimes feel that way. Sometimes we feel disconnected. Sometimes we don't feel like we're part of the church. We don't feel as close to Jesus as we once felt. Verse 18 says, But now God has set the members each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? If they were all the same thing, how good would it be for the kingdom? If every single one of you was a mercy, was a person who just, just felt so strongly... And, and cried with people when they're, they're hurting. That's how you all are, every one of you. And I am doing something completely dumb. And I'm getting myself into these situations. How does it benefit me to have you all just come and pat me on the... It's okay, Pastor Roddy, it'll be all right. You're good. No. That's good to have, 
but that's not all I need. When people are going astray sometimes, what else do they need? You guys all got it when you were younger, I know. You get a swift kick three feet below your head. And that gets you back on track. We need both types. We need people who will empathize and say, it's going to be okay. And we need people to give a kick and say, straighten up. You're causing this situation in your life. You need to fix it. That's why God created all the parts differently. Where would the body be? It's God. It's His design. It's God's design. If He created man with four feet instead of hands, that person will be awesome at soccer, not so good at baseball. He wants you to utilize the gifts and abilities and the skills that He provided to you. Verse 20, But indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the foot, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. The body parts don't talk to each other and say, I don't need you. That doesn't happen. Although the older I get, my body talks to me more and more and more. It says things like, boy, you're really dumb. You can't lift that whole four-wheeler by yourself. But it doesn't stop me from trying. I still try to do it in my own flesh. I think I can do anything. I can't. And those members of the body to which we think are less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. This is talking about how valuable everyone is to the kingdom of God. You know that person that goes downstairs and teaches the two-year-olds? I mean, they have to prepare a lesson how much do those kids really understand? They understand a little bit, and then they play with the Tonka truck or the unicorn and have a snack. And... But the pastor, let me tell you, he's up here just a slapping on this thing, saying, hellfire and damnation, if you don't change your ways, who's more important? Well, obviously, it's a pastor. What that verse is saying is they're equally important. Because they're all ministering to the children of God. So don't look upon yourself and say, I'm only a Sunday school teacher. I'm only a wanna verse listener. God saw what he needed, and that's why he chose you. That's why he picked you. That's why you're here on a Sunday night. Instead of watching the Cowboys lose, I mean... That's why we're here. God has us here for a purpose. We need to determine what that is so we can be so effective. The bottom line is one gift is not better than the other.
As we close this up, verse 24 says, Our presentable parts have no need, but God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. There are several diseases out there. Uh, muscular dystrophy, multiple sclerosis, cerebral palsy that attack the central nervous system and affect the body's ability to communicate with itself. The brain knows what it wants to do, but it can't make the body respond. The mouth knows what to say, but the tongue doesn't cooperate. And the body loses its capacity to function the way it was supposed to. We have to be careful as a body of believers from not communicating with each other. We need the fellowship. That is why Smith Corner Church has activities, has fellowship time with potluck dinners and stuff like that. It's not just because we have to fill out the building that we have next door. It's not to fill up our calendar. It's because we know the value of coming alongside each other as a body of Christ. We need to make sure that that communication is open. So we're not like those people who know what to do but can't get their body to do it. Because God is telling us what to do. We just need to do it. Amen? Now for the meat and potatoes of this, this discussion. Verse 27. Now you, that's you guys, you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, of helps, <clears throat> of administrations, of varieties of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Do all have the gift of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I will show you a more excellent way. Do you guys know what that more excellent way that he's going to show? See, when you finish a verse like that, it should prompt you and say, and yet I will show you a more excellent way. Okay, what's the way? Show me. Read on just a piece, and you'll see what I'm talking about. 1 Corinthians 13.1. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels, but have not, what's it say? Love. I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And although I have the gift of prophecy, I've got gifts. 
I've got the gift of prophecy, and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge. I'm so smart. Look at me. And I have so much faith that I could move the mountains. But I have not love. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and I give my body to be burned, but I have not love, it profits me nothing. So, looking back at verse 31, where it said, uh, yet I'll show you a more excellent way, Christian, what is the more excellent way than the miracles, than the apostles, than the tongues, than the, all those spiritual gifts that you could have? What's more important than all of those things coming from chapter 13? Wow. It can't be that simple. It can't be that simple. It is. It is that simple. You can't sing or play the piano or preach or teach or do any of that stuff. You don't have any of those wonderful skills. Big deal. Do you have love? Because love trumps them all. That's what that verse just said. More important, you can do anything and have everything, but if you don't have love, you got nothing. That's the Bible talking to you tonight. I hope you came here to hear it, because this is the message for you. You're struggling with something. I don't know who is. Somebody is. What's the answer? Love. All of those Avengers that we saw, all of their superpowers are useless without the desire to help others in love. So what can we do with that? Well, we can decide to stop looking at each other and comparing ourselves. Oh, he's taller than me, or she's skinnier than me. Oh, they're so, they have such a perfect family, and my family's just crazy. We need to open up the lines of communication, utilize the gifts that God has for us, and have love. Even if you don't do any of that, if from this message you take, Love covers a multitude of sins. It fixes everything. We should always react out of love. Will you pray with me? God, your people need to understand how to love. So we ask you to show us. Show us how to love each other. Help us look at inwardly. And let go of the things that cause us to look at others and judge others. Help us to not look upon us and judge ourselves poorly. Because we are the one you've called. Help us to proceed now and forever in love. In Jesus' name, all God's people said.